Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 325. I'm your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening. Today's episode is with the wonderful Donna, who's representing the Arizona State Libraries, and she's going to be talking about their summer reading program. We're very excited to have her. She's so great to talk to, so stay in touch with her by always checking out the links that we provide below. You can catch us at FindingArizonaPodcast.com. All of our social media handles is under Finding Arizona Podcast, and if you could stay in touch with us at Finding Arizona podcast at gmail.com let us know what events are going out in the world and we are very excited for the summer to be heading towards the end for those of you who had summer vacation and now it's the start of the actual school year so it's also wonderful to have donna on here as well yeah it's just really great to just kind of talk to someone who's representing a very educational background so stay in touch with that and stay in touch with all the guests because we have some really great ones coming down the line i just finished talking to an incredible individual who is a pr person but it's also the day before i have uh, some more guests that are coming in that are representing nonprofits. we also have more guests that are doing all incredible new things that are coming down the pipeline as well so stay in touch with us always as much as you can and then also stay in touch with our guests as much as as you can as possible too so that is going to conclude our little spear here in the intro and we will catch you on the next episode hey guys it's jose i hope you guys are enjoying the podcast have you been like me been outside every three months just doing your own pest control and you're frustrated you had it up to hear from your wife well i got a place for you happybeespestcontrol.com They are the number one, first and only pollinator friendly pest control company in Arizona. And I want to give you a chance to save $25 by going over to Happy Bees Pest Control slash Finding AZ or just give them a call 602-529-8797 to get everything from pest control, rodent control, mosquitoes, and bed bugs. Tell them Finding AZ sent you and get your discount today. This podcast episode is sponsored by the No Global Membership. Get into the room to network with other women you want and need to know. Link to join the Global Membership is in the show notes. Claim your freebie today. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Fighting Arizona podcast. I'm your host, Jose. As always, we bring in very special guests every week, and today is no different. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to Donna. Donna's going to tell you what the business is about. So, Donna, take it away. Well, mine is a little different than a normal business. I'm here representing the State Library of Arizona. Mm-hmm. And all of the libraries across Arizona that are doing some amazing work. Yes. And so this is incredible because we are just so we actually it's kind of funny. We actually just finished a library class with our son, uh, Atlas, and it's one of the child development uh, classes that they do at the the one of the um, smaller library branches here uh, close to us. So we do participate in a lot of the activities, too. So we are very much library people and just kind of uh, book people in general. So thank you again. I appreciate it. Uh, tell us a little bit. I'm going to ask about um, this is kind of our first question that we ask everyone is just the effects of COVID and the pandemic 
towards not only the sector that you work in, but just uh, can you give us a little bit of insight on how you are doing personally and your family has recovered from COVID? Right. During COVID, many libraries were forced to shut down, um, but they didn't, you know, leave their patrons without yes. things to do. They found new ways to serve their patrons. Um, just because their doors were closed doesn't mean their services stopped. So many of them offered virtual story times or take and make kits that people could come by and pick up. Yeah. They did online holds, of course, all their normal reference questions, taking calls. Um, many libraries also helped their city governments and often provided you know, support for other agencies during this time. Yeah. And so that's another way that some of the libraries transitioned. But we are back. Libraries are open again, and they're really excited that, you know, many of the libraries are offering in-person programming again. Yeah. And lots of great events in their libraries. Yeah. And so that's the kind of interesting thing that uh, that has happened for a lot of different businesses and sectors is just kind of that pivot and just having to make certain changes and over overhaul a lot of uh, health and safety standards. I right. think I think one of the things that you uh, that the libraries and just kind of in general, some of the city sectors have done um, particularly good uh, amount of work in just making sure that when you guys reopened, that there was a level of safety, not only for the workers, but for the patrons as well. Um, have you seen kind of that uh, health and safety standards continue onward and just kind of that standards uh, up towards just doing certain activities and, and things like that continue on? Yeah, you know, here in the Valley, it's hard to do outdoor programming, but in the cooler parts of the state, you know, outdoor programming is a great way that libraries have found new ways to serve uh, their customers, even holding, um, you know, like book discussion groups out on yeah. the patio or meeting in other locations. I know Apache Junction did a books and brew book club for their nice. adults. That's and awesome. uh, so there's lots of great ways that libraries are adapting. But during the pandemic, you know, some of them offered curbside service where you could just drive up and pick up their your materials yeah. that you requested. But also they were a health partner. They provided those COVID at home tests for free. Often the library was a really great place to pick those up for free. Yeah. And they definitely included um, safety protocols in how they distributed those. My local library, you drove up, you parked in the parking lot, you gave them a call, they came out and they set them on a chair in front of your car and then they went back inside. And so then you huh. could just pop out, pick up the COVID test and drive away. So That's it was awesome. a really, yeah, it was a really great way to implement that. I know that was a huge burden that required during COVID was mm -hmm. immense, like yeah. a lot. It really filled filled an important need. Absolutely. I think every, I think this, and it goes without saying that the library has always been kind of this uh, center hold for a city or a town. Like a community uh, hub. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so um, I, it's, I have to ask because I have you here and you are someone who can give me this unique perspective on the entire state. Um, can you give us a unique story or, or just kind of a unique uh, kind of service that one of the, you know, 
surround like what you deal with on a, a daily basis from the COVID uh, and pandemic time that just served as, as a good reminder of why the library is that kind of center community hub. Yeah, absolutely. We had one library in, um, I'm thinking it was, now I'm going to forget which library it was. Okay. We'll, if you give we'll us just a leave it generic. Like a, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. leave it generic for now. Yeah. But it was a very small library. Okay. And during COVID, they were inside doing what they could. And they had someone come out to their library because it was the only place they could get internet. Wow. And so this person, either for business reasons or if they were taking online courses, they needed to have the Internet. So they came to the library, they plugged in on an outside outlet so their laptop wouldn't die. And they used the public Wi-Fi on the outside of the building during the pandemic. Wow. And many libraries did that. They offered they yeah. expanded the reach of their Wi-Fi. Yeah. So that it reached further out into the parking lot and uh, so that people could use the internet because it's such a vital essential service that libraries are providing often for those who can't afford it. Um, and we know that the internet is not a luxury anymore. It's essential. Yeah. yeah. It's central and just vital for every, I think, and it's getting harder and harder to not say this, but for very, very much in the entire part of the United States, it's, it's just vital. It's just a yeah. key component of access and so yeah um one of those things is just i i just ask these stories just from a, a a unique perspective for me is just hearing these stories from the business side and just kind of the overall service side but mm -hmm. i don't get a lot of chance to do with the public sector and so that's it's just interesting to me kind of because you you deal with some city you know, and government money coming in to help. Um, there are certain factors that you guys have to to take in and things like that. But I would like to just say, just, just like the that what we kind of just brought up and brought into attention was that this, the libraries and what they are is a hub, a communal hub. And that's just, I think I want everyone to take away and just have the have the ability to go to their own, you know, local library and just, you know, find out, find yeah. out, yeah, find maybe. out what they offer. Yeah. Um, if it is like many small libraries, large libraries mm -hmm. offer services for small business owners, yeah. helping entrepreneurs, um, not to mention, you know, how they support critical thinking skills and we're growing those future business owners. Yep. We're growing those people who are exploring and uh, learning all they can so that they can become contributing members of society. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's just a really great resource. Yeah. That everyone needs to go to this summer. Absolutely. Yes. I wanted to also ask you this question, and that's something that we usually ask everyone is give us your origin story and how you came into this position and just kind of how you came into this general uh, yeah. field. You know, I am a librarian. I have a library degree, mm -hmm. but I don't actually work in a public library right now because I'm at a state library. Our branch at the Arizona State Library Archives and Public Records, which is yeah. a division of the Secretary of State, okay. um, our little branch is called Library Development. Okay. 
Got and it. so our goal is to develop and support the public libraries and other libraries, not just public libraries, mm-hmm. um, across the state. And so we do this through a lot of different ways. We yeah. are the uh, the way that the federal funds come down to the local libraries through the Institute of Museum and Library Services grants. Yes, We provide professional development for all of our library staff, and um, we often... Uh, provide resources and other statewide projects Mm -hmm. like the Arizona Summer Reading, uh, which I hope we'll talk a little more about, but also databases and, you know, access to that online information is uh, spearheaded and contributed by many different libraries, but through the IMLS funding, we're able to support statewide access to databases, you know, which is that high level researched information. And there's some great resources in there for business owners as well. Awesome. I love that. I mean, I think that's something that is, I mean, like you hit it on the head, it's just essential and and helpful to everyone. Right. Um, So you yourself, your, this position, like your Going, I'm imagining you finish school, you finish your degree, and you you kind of traverse going to library. I may library? have done it a little backwards, actually. Ah, I okay. started working in libraries, yeah, and um, I was working part time when my kids were growing up. I worked in several different libraries, uh, big city libraries, small okay. rural libraries, and even a school library. Nice. And so during my time, those last few years, I started going back to school, and I said, okay is what I want to do. And so um, later in life, I went back to college and I received my master's of library science from University of Arizona. And um, I transitioned down to the state library Mm -hmm. after I moved back from a small rural part of Arizona. And um, I love it because I get to see what libraries are doing across the state. Mm -hmm. And so I have worked in several different types of libraries. So we are able to better serve those customers from school libraries to public libraries. We provide grants to even academic libraries or special libraries like museums or other library institutions that um, are considered special archives and things like that. So um, that's what we do at the state library. It's, it's a small team and we do a lot with our small team, but um, we love to serve and support the public libraries, which are really doing the heavy lifting. They're doing the work. They're with the people every day. They're serving them, helping parents learn their important role in a young child's development. Mm-hmm. You know, helping kids get their first library card and also helping students uh, navigate digital literacy and learning how to figure out if information is reliable or not. Yeah. To lifelong learning and helping older folks, you know, explore new interests or um, just, you know, have a sense of community or hang yeah. out with people that share a common interest. So that's the power of libraries. Absolutely. So we're getting into the power of libraries and you just, you gave us a list of it, but we are going to go into the specific of the summer program yes. um, and just what's going on with uh, that summer program. And I'm going to let you go ahead and spearhead this because it's exciting. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're just, 
we're we're in our own little nook and our own little libraries uh, uh, branch, and so we we we're excited to um, start reading with our little guy. And they gave us for the class that we were participating in the the I don't even know it's like a sheet. reading log yeah, yeah like a reading yeah. log sheet and a it's game a big board type game, thing yep, yes, game board. Yes. So we're excited to participate. We're excited to to see how far you know we can push this and and really push because he's he's I'll, I'll let you in on he's just been he how old at, is he sixteen months oh and, fun and, and, what a great time to start reading yeah, with them exactly and so we we do read to him every night for bedtime but you know when he's on his own time he's there and he's interested you can see him he like he opens the books he flips through them yes. um so you can see him like concentrate and try and really like understand so we're excited to be a part of this summer program. So yeah. go ahead. Yeah, that's so great. I When I was in the public library, I loved doing baby time or working with the little kids and helping them develop that love of reading. So Arizona Summer Reading Program is one of Arizona's major annual community literacy efforts. Mm -hmm. um, the theme this year, and I bet your reading log had this on there, is Oceans of Possibilities. Yes. And so, you know, while the goals and the outcomes are to encourage kids to read during the summer, yeah. We encourage everyone to participate. And every year we have a different theme just to have fun with it and make it, you know, really interesting and different each year. Yeah. So the program encourages readers of all ages to develop a habit of daily reading. Nice. And parents are great role models for this and grandparents and other caregivers. But, you know, reading 20 minutes a day is really a great start. And for little ones like your guys, you know, it doesn't have to be 20 minutes all at the same time. Yeah. It can be five minutes here, five minutes there, just spread throughout the day. Lots mm -hmm. of different literacy activities. Um, we have partnered with the 235 public libraries and neighborhood branches across Arizona. That's a lot of branches in Arizona. But did you know that there are more libraries in the U.S. than there are Starbucks or McDonald's franchises? What? Yes. That, so libraries a... are more important than coffee and burgers. Let's yes. just put it. <laughs> Let's put it. Um, so yeah. most, yeah, most libraries run their program from June 1st to the end of July. It okay. varies depending on the location and how the community is, um, you know, the demographics of the community. Yep. So it encourages readers of all ages to participate. And, you know, there are several components of summer reading. One is, you know, keeping track of our reading at home, yeah. um, our leisure reading and earning prizes sometimes or earning a free book at the end. But libraries also put usually a little extra emphasis on activities and other, you know, things that mm -hmm. will help people get excited to learn new things and to explore new ideas. So, you know, from babies where your little guy is a toddler now and he's yeah. starting to develop a love and understanding of what books are to kids who need to maintain their reading skills during the summer. You know, with COVID, many of these kids did kind of have a challenge because they weren't in a traditional classroom. Yeah. And so summers are more important than ever. And instead of just giving them more summer school, you know, we want to make that learning fun during yeah. the summer and letting them select their own 
books and reading things that are interesting to them Mm -hmm. is vital to helping them, you know, want to read more, but also uh, continue to devour new information. Let's not, I mean, and let's not uh, beat around the bush. The the pandemic has, has really caused a, a huge gap in um, yeah. that, that reading and, and, and arithmetic and that, that big gap in like just missing pieces of the education because they were going from uh, regular daily school to this online program that wasn't, you know, fully vetted and, and fully thought. Right. And it depended on how well the child, you know, did things on their own or how much the teacher and the parent communicated to make it successful. And the internet. Yes. And if they even had internet at home. Yeah, exactly. So that that's another challenge. So we know that we're playing catch up and summer reading is a great way to do it while having fun at the same time. Absolutely. I think it's a wonderful thing that you guys put out there is I think for everyone involved of all ages, you'll find something that you'll uh, be attracted to. Well, and even teens are getting into it, you know, Mm -hmm. so teens and older students can volunteer at the library or they can participate in activities that are, you know, really interesting to them. Um, Some libraries are providing opportunities for kind of these learning tracks where kids might pick a hobby Mm -hmm. and develop their skills in that as part Mm -hmm. of the summer program. So whether that's graphic design or video editing or even many libraries have these great maker spaces that they're doing all sorts of STEM yeah. and recording studios and, um, you know, Glowforge uh, laser cutting and 3D yeah. printers. And so fun thing that's coming up is some VR. So the virtual reality programs, which can be really expensive, you know, those headsets. Mm -hmm. And so having that available in a library where people can experiment with it or test it out is really taking hold in a lot of libraries. So lots of fun stuff going on. Absolutely. I I really do appreciate you, you know, giving us a full scope and, and, and spectrum of not only just here in the Valley, but just, you know, again, statewide. Right. And, and there's more than just one, or there's more than just the few that we, that I know of that are yeah. local to me. But then again, I keep thinking about, you know, I, I grew up, um, up in the North, um, Northeast, uh, Indian reservation and just the lack of availability towards, uh, reading material and things like that. I was an avid reader in, in as a kid. So my big thing was, is like when I grew up, I was growing up on the East coast and then I moved out to the Indian reservation and I didn't have that much access to a library or access to reading material. Yeah. So I made my own, like I bought books that were interesting to me because that was the thing that you, you know, could do um, as it's just like, you know, my parents were thrown aback, like you want this book? Like, this is, this is what you want. Uh, and yeah, this is, you know, I just was an avid reader. And so I love, I love that. And that's, that's mm-hmm. something important to me is just having that um, access and that ability yeah. to, to be able to imagine and create and, and do things that you're interested in and learn about those interests. So mm-hmm. um, give us a little bit of insight into what the, um, you know, what comes after the July program? Like, is there, you know, is there any kind of 
you know, end of celebration, I know, or kind of like a congratulations. You finished. Yes, yes. Finale parties. Okay. Yeah, completion parties, end of summer parties. There's, you know, it depends on the library. Okay. But I have seen a lot of people doing things with water this year because nice. of our theme. Yeah. So whether that's an outdoor water event where there's lots of splash pads or nice. water games to even partnering with the local pool to do a you know completion party at the local pool. Yeah. Um, that seems to be a pretty big thing. But they also have great events like magicians and dinosaurs and yeah. and all sorts of other events that jugglers magicians um super lots of oh you know what's really popular is the animal shows so reptile shows and having people come and learn about animals and and things like that so that's another popular thing that libraries always do yeah yeah so that's something that's happening and you know signing up for summer programs Mm -hmm. is completely free So anybody who's not aware that libraries are completely free and they can go in and sign up for the summer program and almost all of the programs year round are free as well. So even if you don't get in on the summer reading program, you can go to your library and see what other events they're Mm -hmm. hosting um, for all ages. Yeah. And let's just we're we're. We're preaching to the choir, just you and I, you know, a lot of this and and some of the other factors I want to throw in because I, I, again, my family and I go and we um, very much enjoy going to the library. There are other things too, where they, you know, that are just free. They give you free tickets to uh, where we're from, free tickets to other places, other events. The culture passes, they're at one culture passes that can be checked out and then you can have free entrance to (laughs) Lots of amazing locations, museums. museums. Yeah. yeah. And another factor for those who have a green thumb, you get free seeds. Uh, there's a seed oh. uh, bank over at the downtown one here at the. Yes. Uh, um, so it was just one of those things like certain yeah. libraries have different things that if you just take the time out of the day, Spend an hour to just go to your local library and learn what they have available. Go and explore. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And the great thing about those seed libraries is most often they're they are perfect for our Arizona climate Mm -hmm. or often if you order seeds or buy them at a, Mm -hmm. you know, big box store, they aren't, you know, perfectly you know, set uh, for Arizona. Yeah. 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 So it's really important to find seeds that will grow in our unique climate. Yeah. You know, another thing that libraries provide is often they partner with um, free lunch programs. So mm-hmm. they can be the location, you know, sometimes school offer it, schools offer it, or yeah. sometimes libraries offer it, or it might be at a rec center. But often libraries are really important location to offer food during the summer when kids may not have access to school lunch. And so uh, the free food program is often combined with really great literacy activities and other Mm. events that kids enjoy. Oh, that's fun. Then, I mean, again, we're just, (laughs) we're just, again, pulling out wonderful things that the library does. And we just want everyone to just really get out and explore yes. that uh, that opportunity. The one thing I would like to pivot to is just um, I know you guys do receive grants and 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 funding, but there are ways to help 
um, help your local library and help with uh, donations and things like that. I know um, uh, giving older books, like, you know, sending in your books, um, can you give us some of those factors that I'm missing out on, like uh, to help your, your library in your own way? Right. We'll definitely support any legislation or funding opportunities that mm -hmm. are going through that will help support IMLS, which is a huge funder of library services. Um, but also the Friends of the Library groups are really unique group of wonderful library advocates that okay. will have those book sales yeah. and those book sales go to the library. And so they may hold other events as well. So if you are going to buy some books and you want to save the environment, yeah. Often those books in the book sell uh, area are secondhand books, and mm -hmm. it's a great place to go pick up some books. And when you're purchasing through them, most of that money goes back to the library. Awesome. And that often those partnerships between the friends of the library group and the library, yeah. that money is supporting summer programming specifically. Beautiful. So that is really a great way to do that. Yeah, because um, I just want to I want to get some factors in to help, you know, someone like myself who just wants to give back to the library in my own way. Um, those yeah. factors. Yeah. You know, book donations are interesting because we don't want a bunch of old books because yeah. most people don't want to read a bunch of old books. So if you are wanting to donate, make sure you talk to the librarian mm -hmm. and go yeah. through the books together. Okay. Um, I know some of our smaller libraries love all book donations because they just sell the ones that they don't put into their own collection. Yeah. Um, okay. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Um the last question I usually ask is looking towards um, because I, I I look towards you know goals and and towards the future. Um, is there anything event wise? I mean, maybe after the summer or some kind of uh, winter program that we can kind of look towards the future towards and and kind of in hopes of uh, scheduling yeah. that in. <clears throat> Well, you know, many of the libraries are great for college and career readiness, mm -hmm. whether that's for people who are re-entering the workforce after being incarcerated okay. to helping teens prepare for college yeah. or future careers. Um, but they also are an economic, of, you know, uh, an engine of economic growth. They mm -hmm. contribute to the local development through programming by building those readers like we talked about. Um, and they provide employment services, helping people use, you know, develop basic computer skills so they can yeah. fill out an online job application, um, helping with small business development or entrepreneurs. Our mm -hmm. state library actually has a great resource for anybody who is maybe an inventor Ooh. or, um, um, they have the Trademark and Patent Center that can help um, entrepreneurs research patents to see awesome. if things are. Yeah. So if you are if someone's an inventor and they want to, you know, put a patent on a product, they have to do a patent search first. So mm. our state library has a resource for that, that they can just help them with it. It's really a nice service. Absolutely. And we are the Federal Trademark and Patent Center. So awesome. Thank you. I mean, thank you again. You are really sprinkling in what the official names are. And I'm just like skimming over like in general. <laughs> you were really putting some some uh, crossing the T's and dotting the I's. And so thank yeah. you for that. You uh, um, again, that's a goal. Things towards the future. OK, let me go into just kind of I know uh, 
personally, you, your, uh, your work is, is kind of a daily thing in your life. Um, can I ask, do you yourself keep any kind of uh, daily routines in your life to kind of keep balance? I know dealing with so many libraries can be daunting, um, but is there anything like, do you like reading yourself on a daily <laughs> basis? I mean, I know sometimes yeah. taking it home with you is just kind of right. like not a thing, uh, right. but yeah. Is there any daily routines in your life that you like to keep, to keep level? Um, I definitely enjoy my morning walks before it gets too hot. That's something yes. that helps me distress. Um, I'm lucky enough to work from home right now. So having face-to-face -face conversations like this is really helpful or with my team, you know, helping yeah. to collaborate with our team so we don't lose touch with our coworkers. Yeah. Um, but, you know, finding time to read is really good for the health. In fact, it's been proven. Uh, let me see if I can find that little bit. Again, she's crossing the T's and dotting the I's, putting yes. the official yes. stats, making sure we're on the point. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, here it is. So, yes, reading reduces stress. It mm -hmm. slows the prog progress of age-related memory loss and it boosts the sleep quality. Did you know uh, that? Yeah. So that's I, I another great that. reason to get your daily reading in. <laughs> Beautiful. I love these. These are perfect answers. You've made this a very fun and just enjoyable uh, you know, learning about the library and just, just, again, I'm preaching to the choir, to you and to me, because we both go and we both work, you know, we both love being there. But again, I just, I really hope people take away that what we're trying to get out of this is that exploring, having imagination, having this place to go to, these are vital, important pieces to the community and we hope that you support them and we hope that you go to them and and, and be involved with them so well thank you so much for inviting me it's been Absolutely. really interesting and great and Absolutely. um i can't before wait. we go yes I, I give it to you to kind of let everyone know uh websites all of that information so go ahead and promote yeah. uh go go ahead and promote all of that um let's see Probably the best thing to do is just to Google your local library and pull up their website to see what they're offering. Mm -hmm. um, follow them on their social media because they'll post all the great programs they're, you know, providing. And that's a really great place to get updated information. Yeah. Um, if you want to learn more about the importance of reading in general, um, we do have a LibGuide and it's azsos.com libguides.com and um, it is Arizona Summer Library Programs. Awesome. So if they want to go to that, they can learn more about all the important things that yeah. uh, libraries are doing and the importance of summer reading for all ages. Yeah, I think the one thing that we missed out on in our conversation is just how amazing the, the online portion of the catalog and just yeah. some of the amazing things that you can do virtually um, yes. from checking out books to having mm -hmm. books, uh, audiobooks available uh, to streaming just movies. I mean, there's movies. just so many great resources. Yes. yes. And so again, we, uh, we are just two people wanting 
more people to be library people. How about That's that? That's right. That <laughs> sounds before, great. Yeah. And before I go, I have my portion, ladies and gentlemen, you can hear every episode of our podcast at FindingArizonaPodcast.com. We always want you to connect with us. So all of our social media is under Finding Arizona Podcast. Let us know who you want in next. Last but not least, we say kisses, hugs, and belly rubs to our four-legged friends and say goodbye to our guest Donna here and good night to all of you listening. Goodbye, y'all.